it's no secret to anybody who follows it that China has been built up as a kind of prototype for this technocracy or sustainable development or new world order, whatever. It's a prototype and a testing ground, right? That was done by Goldman Sachs where they IPO China Telecom. It was actually very symbolic because China Telecom is the biggest 5G company in the world right now. It is the biggest social credit kind of purveyor in China because through the, we'll talk about the, the censorship and privacy violations on mobile in China. But that was the first company that was IPO'd on Wall Street, you know, massive money flowed in into this future censorship regime that we know Klaus Schwab just a few days ago openly finally admitted what I was saying for a long time, that this is not only their model, but it's their testing ground, right? It's China. Carbon 60 or C60 first gained notoriety back in 2012 from a study that increased the lifespan of rats by a whopping 90%. Since that breakthrough study, scientists have conducted thousands of studies showing C60 not only has a very real potential extending lifespan, but also has been shown to be better than any other substance ever studied to reduce inflammation, eliminate free radicals, provide powerful antioxidants, and more. After the famous rat study, scientists at Live Longer Labs realized a human, not industrial formula needed to be made. That's when they set out to be the first lab in the world to focus on what is best for human consumption of C60. This led Live Longer Labs to pioneer a high quality, 99.9% .9 pure C60 refined without solvents in oils that work best for humans, and that is black seed oil. Look it up yourself. Black seed oil has been known as a universal healer for millennia, and more modern studies confirmed its benefits as a potent antioxidant and for anti-inflammation. Simply, it's not like other oils. It's better. To try this amazing product, go to sarahwestel.com under shop. Remember, members of Ebeneer save 10%, and all listeners can save 5% using the coupon found at sarahwestel.com under shop. Welcome to Business Game Changers. I'm Sarah Westall. I have Daniel Satchkamp coming to the program, and he is the founder of Bastion. But what's interesting, and you'll probably hear it in his voice, his accent, is he is Russian. And he grew up, his family grew up in Russia. Well, he didn't grow up under communism his whole life, obviously, because in the early 90s, the communism fell in Russia, but his family background is communism. And he also moved to the West. So he has a Western, he's American. He has a Western background as well. He has a unique perspective on what's going on in China, what's going on in Russia, what's going on in the West. And he is going to give us some insights on what's going on in China and Twitter and Elon Musk and all of it. It's a really interesting conversation that we have. I hope you listen to it all because I think you're going to get a lot out of it. He gives you a different insight, insight that you're not going to hear elsewhere. And he also built a platform that is not only censorship free, but it also protects you from the takedown. If government officials or powerful people decide to just take things down, his blockchain-based system 
works all over the world from a PC, even if they take down platforms. And he explained it in detail in the last show we did together. We also talked about artificial intelligence, which that really is his area of expertise as well. It's a very interesting conversation we had there. I'll put a link to that one. So if you want to hear more from him where we talk about artificial intelligence, I think you'll get some good insights there as well. But we talked quite a bit about China and Twitter and Musk, and I think you'll learn some things about Musk too. I guess you got to look at the actions. What's really going on with Musk? I don't know, but we got to keep our eye and our alert level up and just see what happens. I honestly think that it could be a whitewash to protect some of these bigger companies, uh, Google and I don't know, Apple and somebody's like, if it brings about reform and we can change up from the top of these these titans if they can be affected then this is great because we do need that political pressure to change that but if they just protect google and the big ones the big guys and they go after twitter or they expose it and that's all they do then we lost because google's still in place to completely crack us down and they're the ones that we really have to get to because they're the powerful very powerful. They have the means to control everything. Okay, that being said, I want to remind you to go to my website, sign up for my newsletter. While you're there, look at the coupons that I have on the shop page. I have one for the Z-Stack, the Zelenko protocol, and I have for the Defy time. I have for other things, look at those because that's a great way to save money. You get percentage off on different products and it also supports the show. So I appreciate when you do that. And also look seriously at Miles Franklin and getting some silver and gold. They have the best prices in the country and great service. It's really important to have a place that you can store your wealth and protect your assets right now because you just don't know what's going on. And I really believe that silver is probably at the lowest point it's going to be. I don't know. I can't guarantee it. But more than likely, from all indications, just it preserves your wealth. It's, it's important for your family and for you long term. Okay, let's get into this really good conversation with Daniel Sachkoff. Hi, Daniel. Welcome back to the program. Hi, Sarah. Thanks for having me. Hi, everyone. You have a lot to talk about, and I'm excited to have you because you see things um, a little bit more holistically and internationally, which is what we need to talk about. But can you give a high-level picture of what we're seeing in China? Because China is the base of what these globalist monsters want to use to control all of us. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think it's no secret to anybody who follows it that China has been built up as a kind of prototype for this technocracy or sustainable development or new world order, whatever. It's a prototype and a testing ground, right? Ever since Kissinger, ever since uh, Carter and Brzezinski, it was like they really were pumping up China. They were giving all this technology. China was, you know, got away with crazy stuff. I mean, China was a nuclear proliferator, right? They gave nuclear weapons to Pakistan and North Korea, essentially. Everybody knows that it was proven. Normally, there would be severe repercussions for something like that, yet nothing happened. The money just kept you know, being pumped into China. And we know that uh, the, the, the argument that was given like in the 80s, and I'm giving a little bit of historical background, the argument in the 80s uh, that was given for why you know we're supporting China, the communist country, even though the Reagan called them so-called communists, right? The argument was that, well, 
uh, we have to break up the communist bloc and it's against the Soviet Union. But after the Soviet Union broke up, it became very, very clear that that is not the reason that these so-called elites that's right. Uh, are supporting China because once Soviet Union broke up, theor you know, theoretically, you shouldn't support China anymore. Yet at the time, Goldman Sachs and Morgan Stanley they just started pumping billions of dollars into China, like in the 90s, right? And around like 97, 96, that's when all these IPOs started. The first IPO was done by Goldman Sachs, where they IPO China Telecom. It was actually very symbolic because China Telecom is the biggest 5G company in the world right now. It is the biggest social credit kind of purveyor in China because through the, we'll talk about the, the censorship and privacy violations on mobile in China, but that was the first company that was IPO'd on Wall Street, you know, massive money flowed in into this future censorship regime that we know Klaus Schwab just a few days ago openly finally admitted what I was saying for a long time, that this is not only their model, but it's their testing ground, right? It's China. And so we know right now there are riots across the country, um, basically because they went very, very far with this massive uh, extermination, COVID, you know, COVID camps and all this stuff. Now, I don't think there's any doubt that the Communist Party will be able to quell those riots, right? But it's not easy for them. Uh, and we can talk about the, the state that this China is in right now and where they are headed very, very soon. So Well, but the fact think, that it's yeah. not easy for them means that they're not totally set up yet, which exactly, is a good thing. Exactly. It was, it was one of those things where they didn't, they didn't do it in time. And that's why, that's why I always say that resistance is not futile. You know, it's not, it's not in vain because some psychological trick that they're trying to play on you is this. Uh, for a long time, they tell you that it's too far off. Don't worry. Just keep consuming, you know, obey everything. And yes, obviously there are bad things happening, but it will happen down the line. And then when it does happen, they tell you, oh, it already happened. It's too late. You know, that's the kind of that's the kind of logical fork that they try to get you with. But that's actually false. Right. This is not too late. They're not done. In fact, they're hurrying and they're very um, they have a lot of hubris. And uh, this hubris is, you know, leading to mistakes. So I think in China, they made some mistakes, just as they did with, say, like FTX, right? Yeah. And so in China right now, the situation is that they're, they're trying to quell it, but their system of surveillance and censor censorship uh, is not fully in place yet in China. And what I mean is that, um, uh, for example, let, let's look at what is in place, right? What is in place in China, you have to understand that People in the States, let's say in the Western world, they really worry about censorship on social media, like YouTube banning people, Twitter banning people. And supposedly Elon Musk now brings back Twitter, though it's it's a complete sham. I can't believe people you know, don't see through that. Um, but um, uh, it's about banning opinion leaders or just banning people. But in China, it's much further than that. The, the goal is not just to ban influencers, but to actually control your personal messages. And this is what you need to understand. This is the end goal. This is what they're gaming toward. And that is why all these systems, like right now you notice that any financial system or most of social media, they now all want your mobile number. They wanna to connect to your mobile number. Why? Supposedly because there are hackers and you need to factor authentication and so on, and they really wanna to connect to your mobile. 
But the, the, the reality is that in China, all of the censorship happens through the mobile phone. And years ago, I remember hearing Mike Bloomberg say, you know, why do you need all this Bitcoin and all this stuff? Look how great it is in China. You have a phone and everything's connected to your phone. So they really, really want to connect you to your phone, uh, mobile phone, smartphone. And what they want to do then is they want to monitor your every keystroke. They want to monitor your every message. And in China, there's no encryption. And in European Union, there's no longer companies that provide messengers in EU have to give the keys to the security apparatus in Brussels. That is basically required, right? In the, in the United States, it's not so yet, but that is what they're going toward. And I fear that people are not understanding this. We are too willingly giving our personal information to Google because of convenience, right? Ultimately, this is a trap of convenience. If in China they get it with more kind of authoritarian push here, they're giving you a convenience tool and say, you know, just connect all your identity, connect all of your uh, personal stuff. But you know what happens is there are two things that, that follow from that. First is they can read all your personal data and they can uh, really read you. Like, for example, just days ago, we know that there is a database of WhatsApp is a popular messenger owned by Facebook. 500 million WhatsApp users, their database is for sale. Jeez. Okay. But that's just out on the web, but they actually, WhatsApp can read every every one of your messages. This is not peer-to-peer -peer encrypted and the messages are connected to your identity. So when you're writing something in WhatsApp, even now, you should know that like probably your kids or, or grandkids will, will read that. So you should understand how you use those messengers. Actually, Telegram is not that dissimilar. In Telegram, the chats are also not peer-to-peer -peer encrypted. They have something called secret chats. You can start a secret chat, which is self-destructing. It's also peer-to-peer -peer encrypted, but very, very few people do that. When I talk to people on Telegram, they don't even know about this option. See, the thing about privacy, when the privacy is optional, then it becomes used by only a few people. And then the question is, well, why, why are you using it, right? Do you have something to hide? Whereas privacy should be our normal mode of operation. That's what I'm trying to get across. If we don't want to become like China, we have to think about privacy, right? Bitcoin is one of the ways to do privacy simply because in Bitcoin, there are many different addresses, right? The number of addresses is something like two to the 160th power. It's unfathomably large. So you're not connected to your identity ever, right? Uh, and that's why, like, you know, I work on Bastion, this decentralized social media. And by the way, if, you know, if you're interested in having an anonymous or private, right, it's not your pseudonymous private social media, go to bastion.com. You can sign up and there's an encrypted messenger there. But going back to this, to this idea of, of uh, messaging, I believe that is what people underestimate, right? Facebook Messenger, we know, recent news, they were selling they were actually sending the messages to the government. Right? How long until they start sending those messages to like IRS? And people are using those messages as if they're really writing in secret. You know? Yep, yep, they are. Well, let's talk a little bit more about China, what just happened in China, so people understand. Um, there's all these riots going on, and let's talk about what Apple did to um, make it so that people can't talk in private. Yeah, uh, I mean, first of all, let's start with to talk to talk about the factory, right? The Foxconn factory in China, which employs something like 300,000 people. 
uh, I, about a month ago, I think they they added they added new and new restrictions. It's almost like they're doing a psychological experiment. They're trying to see, That's based right. on China, how far you can be pushed. And the restrictions are pretty pretty incredible. Like so, if you work in that factory, you're not able, for example, to eat in a cafeteria. You have to eat in your dorm room. You cannot leave the campus, right? I don't know if you call it the campus at that point or a camp. They're claiming this all under COVID, you know, COVID zero. <laughs> well, we know, right? That's yeah, a perfect excuse. Yep. You cannot see your children. Uh, essentially, you're, you know, at that point, you shouldn't be calling it a factory. Essentially, iPhones are being produced in Gulag. <laughs> That's what it is. It's, it's, a, it's slavery. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. it, it is slavery, and it's actually uh, a horrible kind of slavery because it breaks family ties and so on. And, you know, even, even slaves, you know, they sometimes they would get some yes. camaraderie and ability to eat together because <laughs> yeah. humans like to eat together and socialize. Yeah. There, you're not allowed to do that. And I've read stories where people would disappear for complaining from Foxconn. Like right there, they're on the shift and they complain about something and boom, they're just taken away and they're gone. Jeez. And this is Google or this is Apple. So people this need to Apple. understand. Yeah. This is this, yeah, this is, is Apple. Apple. So as far as I know, they did something to restrict their ability to communicate because there's a huge riot that started on, at that factory, right? And in China, there are multiple riots across different cities because uh, they took lockdowns to a whole new level. Like what I think people in America don't understand, maybe you haven't seen that, they will weld the door of an apartment building to lock people in. I'm serious. This is happening all across China. Didn't they didn't they weld people in and then there was a fire and then people exactly. couldn't get that out. That was the proximate cause of the of the unrest. So to me, uh, on one hand, I, I like I'd like to see hope in that that finally Chinese, you know, you're looking at this video and you're saying how much can you take? Uh, finally they snap, but also um, you have to understand that they, that they snapped, right? They should have snapped a long time ago. This is so far beyond anything uh, that you can imagine, right? When you're being welded in your building, when you can't leave a house. I mean, some people are all locked in for, you know, for a year. Yeah, I know. When people were jumping out windows and stuff, it was really a very sad situation. But after all this is going on, we have Klaus Schwab talking about how China's a model just a couple days ago. I mean, these, these people are this insane. Yeah. Uh, they are, they are. Uh, but what I think that uh, the time has come for everybody to think about what can be done practically, right? Then we know yes. practically, for example, their banking system will be completely reformatted. Like if you have money in the, in in the bank, I don't know what. Look at China, right? China for the last few months they persistently would not uh, let people withdraw their own money from a bank. Not because the bank is bankrupt, not because it blew up like FTX, but simply they say our systems are being updated for weeks. The you know system upgrade for weeks, people wouldn't get the money, and they just they just try to see what would happen, and then finally people were upset, so they had tanks. There were videos of tanks dispersing people in front of a bank. So we know they've tested that. So we know that, for example, the banking system is going to be severely reformatted. We're going to get some form of um, you know, carbon-based currency. Now, we might not get it, but this is what they want. Right? Hopefully, we're not going to get there. Uh, but in terms of technology, I want to go back to this idea that 
if you're using technology and you're tying everything to your identity, your geolocation, your personal messages, uh, your metadata, you're really setting yourself up for um, for a concentration camp. And then later, it'd be very hard, you know, even logically for anybody who did that to complain. Like uh, you were you were using WhatsApp, you were all into Google. Google had all your personal stuff, and then you're you know, obviously they can do anything to you at that point because they have all of the data on you. They have any kind of compromising and private information, right? It doesn't have to be something criminal, just compromising. And also remember, we, we had a show, I think I talked with you about AI, so-called AI. Now, I've built a lot of so-called AI models, machine learning models over time. And yes, they're very, very powerful. They're not intelligent. They're definitely not intelligent. They're not gonna rule the world. This is all baloney, right? Uh, they're just saying that to try to shift the blame to somebody, right? It's like a curtain. They want to be behind that AI curtain. But what they can do is they can explore your psychology, they can explore your psyche, and they can find vulnerabilities, and they can manipulate you like right yep. later on. So the neural network, which is the core of the machine learning process, all it needs is many data points. Right. The more data points you give it, the more you're setting yourself up to basically be incarcerated. Right. And I think that if you're looking at all this and you say, what can I do? Well, the first thing you should do is you should disassociate your messaging, your social media from what they do. Right? Uh, you can use like, for example, for messenger, you can use Signal. You can use Bastion. We have a peer to peer encrypted messenger that nobody in the middle can read. And in fact, it's not even. Like Signal still connected to some phone number. Bastion is not connected to any phone number. Um, you should use social media where even you sign up, you're able to sign up with like a, 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 an email that is not connected to your name, right? So you should you should really think about privacy at this point. So for me, the two biggest things is privacy and censorship resistance. Censorship resistance me meaning think about what's going to happen when there's disorder, when there's a point of inflection. You don't want to be in a situation where uh, you're looking out the window and you don't know what's going on in your own hometown. Right? And that's why, for example, we at Bastion, we work on the app. We have a desktop app, a computer app, which is True Bastion, which works even when most of the internet is down. But you should think about communications because communications are really important other than uh, having resistance, censorship resistance, social media, you should think about radio. You should think about those things. And I don't think it's that far-fetched. We're going to be in a situation where uh, something's going to snap, right? They snapped in China, but they probably snapped too late. Uh, we'll see what's going to happen in the West. Yeah, I think I think you're right. Okay, so what do you believe? I mean, we just you just saw, or we all just saw, Klaus Schwab talking about China being the base of what they want to move forward to. And this was after all the, the riots. Why do you think they're so open about letting people know that this is what they're going for? Well, then there's a lot of psychology here. There's a lot. There's a lot. I told you already that the, their idea is to first lull you and then eventually say, well, now it's hopeless. Uh, so this is also psychological. At some point, and, and I believe, actually, from our standpoint, that's not bad. That That's kind of a very big bluff on their part. 
I think they're sensing that it's not going exactly the way they want. I mean, no plan goes exactly. Uh, as Mike Tyson said, you know, famously, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the teeth. Well, they didn't get punched in the teeth yet, but their plan is not going as well. And I think it's it's a little bit of a bluff and psychological attack. It's like, we're going to do it in your face. We're going to tell it right to your face. It's like, look at this G20. Who is this guy, Klaus Schwab? I mean, he's not elected, right? He's not. He's nobody. He has, right. He's he comes nobody. up and he speaks as if he's the overlord of all these, you know, presidents and so on. And he says some pretty incredible things. One thing that caught my attention is he said, the new world is going to be the winner take all. Right. Who are the who are they going to take all from? That's you should think about that before you you know you continue kind of your normal unprepared life. Yes, yeah, okay. So we got nutbags willing that they're that's a good thing that they're not winning. They they they're I don't know if they're not winning. They aren't winning at everything they're trying to do, and they're disclosing things and making mistakes, but. Where do you think that they're trying to take all this this to? I mean, you you talked about a little bit, but let's talk about what they're what is the reality so people get a picture of what they're going to be up against. I know China is a good part of that. So can you paint the picture for us of what it is that we're looking at so people understand? Well, I think that the the core uh, there's a lot of noise, but there are core things that you focus on. Uh, I think that the the things that you focus on are like a, nor a normal society, right? Energy, energy, money, because energy and money are they're not synonymous with freedom, but there's some aspects of freedom. So for them, and actually this is related because you know what they want to create is a uh, kind of carbon-based currency. This was mentioned like in 1930s, uh, last century, that they proposed this energy-based currency. And the reason they want it is not because of the climate change. I mean, in 1930, there was no climate change even as a, as a hoopla yet. They, it is because energy is highly centralized. It's not like gold, right? Anybody can have a piece of gold, but you cannot have a piece of an oil well. It doesn't work like that. If you have an oil well, you're, you know, you're you're pretty substantial. So uh, what they want is a highly centralized currency, which is energy based. They want to make it energy neutral, which means like think about it, what energy neutral um, currency would mean. Right? This means that you can consume as much energy as you kind of contribute, for example. And by contributing energy, I mean what, what they mean is like basically carbon credits, right? Get the CO2 out of the atmosphere, which is insanity uh, or something like that. So you buy a can of milk. Milk, you had to feed the cow, you had to grow the crops, you had to fertilize them, you had to use diesel. It's like that carton of milk is actually very expensive. In that energy-based currency, milk is going to be incredibly expensive. And so why are they pushing insects? You know, Washington Post just the other day, I think, wrote an article that for Thanksgiving, they suggested eating some ants or something. Oh, so because it's energy neutral. So you have to look. Yes, all this noise is kind of entertaining, but you ha have to look at the core things. I think energy, money, and co communications. Uh, what they're really gaming toward is they need some sort of an event that will allow them to transfer you from the world of money into the world of central bank digital currencies, which are going to be eventually carbon-based, right? Energy neutral. 
So, uh, but they cannot do that forcefully. They cannot, well, they, they have to do it forcefully, but in other words, they cannot do it through sheer terror. They need to have a large part of the society to go along with that. And it doesn't look like it's going as easy for them, right? Because even, even if you look at the um, uh, central bank digital currency type experiments, like in Nigeria, Nigeria is a pretty developed country for Africa, right? It's the biggest economy in Africa. More so, it's a big uh, Bitcoin country. I think they're number 10 or 11 in the world with the use of Bitcoin. But their digital currency, the e-Naira, wasn't very successful. It was not. It flopped, even though it had a lot of discounts. They tried to lure people. So what they're trying to do is they're trying to make people come along and they want some big events, some massive events. That's why I say that you should be prepared for internet to be severely curtailed. I don't believe it will be shut down. Uh, I don't think it can. Uh, it, it's going to be curtailed in some way. The DNS won't work. The sites won't open. They need some big event. And during that big event, they'll say, you know what? Uh, enough is enough. We're going to move to the central bank digital currency. But they want a lot of people to go along with it. So, so long as significant portion of the population doesn't go along with it, their job will be incredibly difficult. So that's, that's what right. I think you should concern yourself with is not do not be left without money when the time comes. And what is money, right? We know the money could be silver, gold. I think Bitcoin or Monero are also money, probably less so than silver or gold or land, but but also to some degree. By the way, with silver, I don't know if you know this, I, I watched the LBMA uh, through like July, September, July, August, September, Almost 6,000 tons of silver was lifted out of LBMA vaults and just disappeared. Yes. It's not clear where it went. I didn't know that. I do know that there's this other group that has been building for the last four years that is bigger than that's ever existed, and they're buying up silver. Yeah, so uh, money is the first thing. Do not be left without money, right? And which, you know, that's related to energy. But then communications. I think that, uh, you know, I'm a math geek. And uh, I there are a number of mathematical theories that I like, numbers theory, because a lot of cryptography is based on that, you know, and I work on Bastion, which is a cryptographic and a social network with peer-to-peer -peer encryption, but also game theory, right? There's a mathematical game theory. And game theory is a theory about how we play, we collectively play a game, right? Let's say game of life. I'm not belittling it on, on op oppositely, you know, I'm just saying that it's, it's kind of, it, it could be something fun, right? Game of life we're playing. But in the game theory, in order to win, there's a concept of signaling. If the players can signal to each other, their chances of winning rise exponentially. So therefore, you know, our goal is to somehow keep our communication. And what I'm trying to get across is if you're relying on your communication, uh, if you're relying on WhatsApp, or you're relying, you know, even on Telegram exclusively, then you're risking to be left alone at a very, very inopportune time. And that's why I'm suggesting that you should think about other types of messengers. You should think about even radio to some degree. Um, and and that's, that's where I think if you dissociate from everything else, like in China right now, for these people that are on the streets, you know what's most important is communication. And well, they shut they, down, didn't they shut down the Foxconn, shut down their means of... That's why they're shutting it down. And that's yeah, why well, they, think, there's one way of communicating with um, on an iPhone where they can do the sharing mechanism, and they shut down their ability to even use that. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's why I think that uh, 
you should China has gone too far, right? At this point, their communication is so curtailed that they're it's not possible for them to win this. I don't believe so, unfortunately. Yeah, we just they're have to pray be, for them, uh, honestly, right now. Yes, but the lesson for all of us is that communication is paramount. You cannot be relying exclusively on centralized services to communicate. For example, a, a smartphone, more often than not, is not your device. It's, it's a device that's completely owned by the operating system, by Google or by, by Apple almost always, almost for everything. So your smartphone is already a very poor, if you're relying your communication mostly on your smartphone or exclusively, you're already set up to lose. At least on the computer, on your personal computer, not, not necessarily Windows, I mean, just like your computer, there are ways to set up communication that is more censorship resistant. One of the ways, as I told you, I'll give you a link you can put on the video for the Bastion app for the computer. Yep, yep. Like when there was a revolution in Kazakhstan, they shut down parts of the internet. Right? No websites work, no news websites except government websites. But Bastion app works. In fact, it, I got a word the other day from China that it works in China right now with no VPN. Oh, excellent. Unfortunately, it's not used in China widely. I mean, yeah, it is see, not. That's the problem is, is the ability, even though we have all these, some of these tools, people just aren't participating. The masses aren't participating for sure. Right. But you should think about, you know, Bastion or some other tools of communication. Uh, don't rely on your smartphone, have a computer. Then, you know, think about some radio, right? Radio communication is a, is a very, very cool thing. It can, it can survive. Uh, quite a lot of different scenarios. You know, ultimately also um, have more connections in your area, right? Be connected with people so that you are together because ultimately I think we're getting into a situation where um, it's it's going to be all about kind of money and energy, but probably communication even more so, right? If we're going to continue, if we're, get, if we're able to communicate in these kind of dark straits, then, then I think we'll be able to have a collective win in the game theory. If not, then we will not, just like in China, which I think is a, is a lost cause at this point. Let's talk about a few other things. First of all, why is it, do you think that they're using um, carbon as a means? I mean, any scientist with a brain knows that carbon is plant food and it's just, it's ludicrous, but they still keep going forward with it knowing that so many people know it's silliness, although they have convinced a lot of people. Well, uh, I think it's very easy. Uh, uh, it is a plant food, and therefore it's a human food, right? Because the plant food is the human food, and it's also food for animals, which is a human food. Yeah. So therefore, uh, if you really pursue this strategy, then you depopulate. And ultimately, this is all it is. Is a depopulation. There's yeah. only two components to it. It's depopulation and creation of the slave class that is heavily medicated that is uh, not able to think clearly, doesn't have education, that can fulfill certain functions, right? But they're very limited, limited functions. You don't need too many of those people. No, you don't. Okay, let's talk about Elon Musk a little bit, okay? Um, obviously, what he's doing is good. I mean, it's it's helping our cause, but why are they doing this? And why do you think, is? I believe it's to take pressure off of Google and some of their other... Me 
they're throwing Twitter under the bus so that they can maintain their other avenues. But, but they're not. Ahead. I mean, I don't think they're going to cancel Twitter. And if they do, uh, it's going to be something for show. Uh, so, I mean, Elon Musk is, is I, I don't believe, I believe he's a smart person. You know, I don't, he's not like this Bankman Freed, which was a complete, uh, just, uh, idiot. Uh, it, yeah, idiot. Uh, he's not. I mean, he's a very smart technologist. He was able to get a lot of things done. But ultimately, you have to, you know, know where he's coming from, right? For example, we talked about carbon-based currency that was proposed in a technocracy in the 1930s. Well, do you know that his grandfather, Joshua Helderman, was a big techno technocracy thought leader in 1930? Yeah, well, he was the head of technocracy in Canada. That's right. That's right. So, you know, this is not an accident. And the fact that he's working on uh, microchips in the brain, which I, I believe I know. knowing some <laughs> genetics, it is not going to work, right? You know, their famous experiments that, that he did where like three quarters of the monkeys that they, they did this with, they just died. Oh gosh. In, in immense suffering, right? Yeah. So uh, this, uh, I don't believe that, uh, the reason that the Twitter thing is being done is very easy. There, if you look at the independent media, there's so many different platforms out there right now in the States, right? For example, you have uh, Brighton, which I think is a great platform. You have Gab, you have uh, Rumble, which still didn't, I don't think it's succumbed to major censorship. I don't know, I don't follow it as closely. So you have many different platforms and what they need to get this going is they need a monopoly. And their monopoly was eroding. It's eroding in a big, big way. So what do they do to get their monopoly back? Well, you make an appearance that it's actually the freedom is back. So this is a desperate ploy to get people back into the matrix. So all these people that are like, oh, this is great. Well, look what he says, just like with Schwab. You know, you, you look what he re writes. He wrote himself that freedom of speech, not freedom of reach. Did you read that tweet no. from Elon? No. Yeah, freedom. he said that uh, we yeah. have on, on, on Twitter bringing up that. people, but it's freedom of speech, not freedom of, of reach. Meaning that if you're tweets contain hate and so on and so forth, they will be severely limited in your impact. Then you have to actively seek them out. Well, but see, I think, prison. yeah, that's ridiculous. I think the way you did, it, I wrote an article and I included you as an example, your platform and how you, the, the community itself, you should talk about this, how the community itself monitors the bad actors. And so we have free speech, but the community decides. Can you talk about how that works? Because what they're talking about is still an overall authority deciding versus the community. So overall authority, but the second component is that it's closed code because if you, you can only, sh I mean, this is called shadow banning, right? What do you call freedom yes. of speech, not freedom of reach has a very simple name. You don't need to make up so many words. It's shadow banning. You shadow yes. ban people. Why, why do they shadow ban? They shadow ban so that you're still remaining in that little prison and you don't leave. That's right. So what right. they want, they want to shut you down, but they don't want you to leave. So you establish worse. your, uh, you know, tent somewhere else, and then you get a larger audience and, and more impact. So this is an appearance of that. And and the only way you can shadow ban is if you have a closed code, meaning that you don't see the code. Like when I search for Google. I know I'm going to get bad results now, so I don't use it anymore. Yeah, uh, But do I don't I, know yeah. exactly how because I don't see the algorithm. Same with Twitter. 
But on Bastion, we have open source code. So it's very, very simple. First of all, you, you have to have, that's the foundation for anything that you use, I believe, whether you use a messenger or anything, it has to have a completely open source code, not partially. There's no such thing as a partially open source code. It's just like partially pregnant, you know, it doesn't exist. So you start with open source code, then uh, you have to have very, very simple rules. You cannot have terms like hate speech, uh, discrimination. Those are very vague terms. They have to be adjudicated. There's a lot of effort. On, on a freedom-oriented platform, you don't have that much money because it's not a Ponzi scheme like a lot of these tech platforms. You don't have that much money to hire armies of moderators to go through all this. You have to have very, very simple rules for moderation. Like on Bastion, you cannot have any kind of pornography, uh, direct threat of, of violence, and uh, illegal narcotics, right? These three things. We're, we're going to add uh, um, protected, you know, protect copyright, right? Basically, you have copyrighted material. You have the author if the author complains, but it's enforced by the community. But the reason it can be enforced by the community, again, is because A, the code is open sourced, and B, the rules are very simple. In fact, Elon Musk himself, if you read what he was saying through this Twitter saga, at some point he said that exact thing. I mean, I was almost shocked. I'm not, you know, I don't believe that he reads what I say, but it was like exactly that. And I haven't heard it anywhere else. He said, Twitter needs to have very simple TOS uh, and you need to have three types of banned content. And it was almost literally exactly how it is in Bastion. And he was like, and, and it needs to have open source code. And then it'll be fine. When I read that, I was floored. I was like, I can't believe he's going to do that. If he's going to do that, then I'm clearly not, not understanding something about him. Well, but then he, if then he, he does that, says yeah. Freedom of speech, not freedom of reach, which completely invalidates that previous point because those are incompatible. That's right. Yeah. Well, you start to wonder. He said that his dad was the most evil man that's ever existed. He just said he was evil at a whole nother level. I do know that some of these people don't want to be part of what they're part of, you know, what they grew up with. So there's a, there's a chance that he's rejecting and there's a war within their ranks. Right. Um, but we have to be very careful because we have to know where he came from. Um, but there could be a war within their ranks. I don't know, but we have to See, really be careful. Yeah. I, I, my, uh, training is that I'm an analyst. I'm a math geek. And I like to look past personalities. I tend to not get caught up in this personality matches, right? Even somebody like Mark Zuckerberg, yep. which everybody loves to hate. It's not really about personality. If it wasn't for him, it would be somebody else. Remember, That's some of right. these platforms, platforms were founded by people who, by all accounts, were freedom-oriented. You know, Jack Dorsey supposedly was for freedom of speech. Yes, yeah. Uh, but the... Whole platform is such that if you have things like corporation, which then brings forth intellectual property, closed source code, which brings forth financing from centralized entities like investment banks and venture capitalists, those things will turn you into an Orwellian system, whether you like it or not. So it's not about Musk. Uh, he's a very colorful person, but I think it's a distraction. So I, think I don't so think too, it's like you should be looking as like, is he good or bad? No, you should look at the system. It's very simply, I don't care who it is. If what he said initially that it's going to be open source code plus very simple terms of service with like three things that are banned, if he implemented those two things alone, 
would change my mind. I don't care what suits he wears to Halloween. I mean, I do care, but I'm saying like those things would be like, this <laughs> is real. This is his, real. His Halloween stuff was pretty weird too. I mean, there's just so many weird things he does, but you do have to, I had Mary Crawley tell me that, you know, the, 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 the wheat shafts, they bend in certain directions and they bend only, um, the wheat shafts will bend towards the sun and we don't know who, what the true wheat shafts are. And so we have to just go with it and watch actions and, and make our judgments based on what they, cause we don't know who the bad actors really are. Not in this war. We don't know. Well, some of them we know. Well, say, but, uh, we know some but, of them. Uh, the, the, yeah, really clear. The idea is that you want to get away from the emotion and you have to really think about today as a time of action. Like, And I told you what I believe. I believe these things are like money and energy and communications are things you should be thinking of right now, not like tomorrow, because, you know, we're, we're going to see a situation where a lot will be at stake. And unfortunately, in China, they woke up too late. Yes, they, they did. But I'm hoping that they can. They didn't have a choice. They became desperate. That's why they're doing this. That's right. And that's too late. When you don't have a choice, that's the whole trick of it, right? Is that to um, to do something while you still have a choice. That's right. Okay. Well, what else do you want to make sure people know before we let you go? This has been an absolutely wonderful conversation. Um, I mean, just join Bastion. I put on a shirt so it's easy. It's with a Y, Bastion.com. I really think the messenger is a big deal because it's the only mess, not the only, I think there are some, but it's the only messenger that's integrated with the social media and not connected to your identity, end-to-end -end encrypted. And right now, uh, I'm I, I, not a developer myself. There are a bunch of developers, almost 30 developers around the world well, you uh, working can't on it. I just all. saw today video calling already in that messenger. So it's peer-to-peer -peer encrypted video calling with no SIM card, no connection to your smartphone, so I invite you all to join that. You can post on social media, but also communicate securely. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Daniel, for everything you, you're doing for humanity. I know we're in this long fight together, but um, it's worth it. It's for our kids. And I know that your commitment is pure. So that's what we're looking for. So thank you so much. And I hope yeah, you have I'm a good... Yeah, I'm doing it for my kids more than anybody else. I care about humanity, but I also care about very specific humans. <laughs> no, yeah. Well, that's all of us, right? So, but I guess we can all be united on one front, knowing that we have, we have things that we care about that's greater than us. That's the point. Well, thank you. You have a great holiday. Thank you, Sarah. Bye.